culture. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Everyone. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Everyone. It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. I'm Vanessa Raglan. And today we'd like to start our podcast with some etiquette. These are our thank yous. Yep. Our, my mom's always been on me about writing thank you notes. I'll call. Write your thank yous. Wow, that's so dead on. I know. Your um, mom and I. Not at all. But uh, <laughs> so we're going to do some verbal thank you notes yeah. here. Um, as you guys may know from the last couple of podcasts, we are completely listener supported. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'd like to thank uh, Leslie from Bakersfield. Thank uh, you, as Leslie. As well as Laura from Seattle. Who oh, Laura. A very nice donation. So thank you, guys. Uh, if you uh, go to our website, popmyculturepodcast.com, there's a little donate button there. Every dollar helps. Yeah, and every hundred dollars really helps. Mama kinda... needs a new weave. <laughs> <laughs> I really do want to weave, and your donations would mean a lot. Right. That's where it's going to go, people. Uh, but we will give you a shout out on a future podcast, send you a thank you email, things yep. like that. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we uh, get to our awesome, awesome guest? Yes. Uh, first up, though, before we even do that, uh, there will be an autographed uh, DVD. DVD from today's guest. So uh, be listening for that uh, during the podcast. Yeah. And leave your answer to our first question in our comments thread, and we will pick a winner for that amazing DVD. Sure, you will. Sure, you will. <laughs> Sure will. I will Let's, call. Uh, see, we don't rehearse this intro at all. <laughs> Let's get to our guest, shall we? Boom, boom. Our guest today, you know him from MTV's Human Giant, as well as FX The League. Paul Shear is here. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming over. Oh, that's my pleasure. Great. I love this area of Los Angeles. Yeah. I owe my hell back in saying what it was. Like, people would come to your house oh, yeah. and try to kill you. They might. They might. I don't yeah. know. So I will not say. It is in the greater Los Angeles area. Yeah, the greater part. Yeah, the greater right. part. Maybe even the greatest part. Maybe. Oh. Nice. You might Do also we... prevent the Olsen twins from finding you. Oh, yeah. I live in Culver City. <laughs> Anyone's <laughs> <laughs> looking for me? Oh man, those women! Yeah, the Olsen twins. Yeah. Well, what what is? I feel like one has straightened themselves out, right? I mean, I think Mary Kate's on the. Well, Ashley's always been kind of clean. Right, right, yeah. But I think Mary Kate's getting I feel her, like her life together. Now, yeah. yeah. But like one normal, is an actress. Like, well, like one stays an actress, right? Yeah, Mary, Mary Kate. Kate. Yeah. And she's hey, good. good job. Yeah, she's good, right? <laughs> yeah. didn't she, wasn't she in some movie where somebody had sex with her on like a playground or something like that? Oh, she was in Weeds oh, on the weeds. playground. That's what yeah. it was, yeah. And she was in The Wackness in oh, a very yes. memorable role. That Wackness, very good. I like that movie. Me too. It was a good movie. Yeah. Boom, boom. Oh. Ben Kingsley plays a pervert like no one's business. I know. So well. Yeah. It's so easy for him. Yeah, it's a creepy <laughs> pervert. It's weird. I love Ben Kingsley. You ever see Sexy Beast? Yeah, Sexy like, Beast. That's off the chain. That's insane. But it's not so aptly named. No, no. I was no. really depressed after I, like, I thought I was seeing a show when I went in there. I, I feel like it should have been, I mean, the image that I'll always remember from that movie, <laughs> well, there's two things. <laughs> Kissing on the floor is probably one of the best, most yep. confrontational things <laughs> yeah. you can do. And then the guy getting fucked by the other guy. Like, that was, a, yeah, that's but a not little, Not sexy. Not sexy. Nope. Not <laughs> no, at all. not sexy. Forceful beast. Maybe yucky, yucky, yuck, nasty yuck. show. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a movie of scene chewers. It's like, yeah. you know, because like, Ray Winstone alone chews scenery and everything he's ever been in like Beowulf even he yeah. can chew scenery and like animation like a puppy does like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he fully does gnawing on yeah. it just getting down yeah. to the rawhide here we go and he was like subdued compared to other people in that, <laughs> in that movie because you have Ben Kingsley who's like completely ridiculously over the top 
uh, and then you know Ian McShane and I just Gosh, all these people. Chew just, that scene. Yeah, like crazy. Yeah, they, they, yeah, well, Ian McShane, like I want to see him do some more stuff. I feel like he's disappeared for a long time after Deadwood. Oh I yeah, haven't seen him in anything. Time Deadwood to bring him back. Yeah, let's get him revive that guy's career. Quentin yeah. Tarantino, let's do it. Let's do it, <laughs> man. Bring him back. He can do it like nobody's business, yeah. right? He's he pretty... takes something, shines him up, puts yeah. him in a movie Put with an eye patch. It. Done. Done. <laughs> Guy's a huge star. There you go. Except, except for uh, the guy from Jackie Brown, was it? Um, oh, who was yeah. really great, Robert Forrester. Robert Forrester, yeah. yeah. Who kind of came back for about like six months and now is like back in the. I guess maybe he went from not making direct to video movies to now making direct to video movies. Yeah, that's good. That's something. That's a leap I would make yeah, in my career. You know, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> paying the bills to not paying the bills. I always <laughs> remember him from uh, Disney's The Black Hole. Okay. I, I tried that. to watch this movie. <laughs> I, I had a night where I watched. The Black Hole and Tron. And Whoa. I was like, here are two things nice. that I roughly remember as a child, yeah. and I want to go back and see them. Tron, amazing. But I'll, that's, I'll save that for a second. But <laughs> Black Hole, I, I had that movie on fast forward, and it felt slow. What, I was is, like, what is going on? It's really, it, it is, is pretty dull. It's, well, it's like in space, and... Um, it's like 2001 yeah. made as a Disney movie. So that kind Ooh. of like long, quiet no, stuff, right? I mean, that, yeah. yeah, it's got a great score and it looks nice. Like, the music's the star of the thing. I feel like if you had it on to party in the background, it would be in a very hip club. It would be kind you of know? moody. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at I love this place. It's really cool. <laughs> but, but yeah, sitting down to watch it on a couch. Like, as a kid, like, I still have one of those action figures, like the... The robot that's not R2-D2 but looks like R2-D2. <laughs> like It's flying R2-D2 and his head just goes up. And then there's an evil R2-D2 version of that one. Yeah, he was like a country bumpkin uh, robot, robot yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to see this movie. No, it's it's better in theory. But they release all these like box sets. It's like there must be fans for these oh, things. Yeah. Tron... Is ridiculous. Wait, were those two things in a box set together? Well, no, no, no. they are separate like, boxes. That's sets, how separate they get you. They're box. a similar okay. era Disney. Schindler era. Similar <laughs> era. Schindler. <laughs> Schindler. Schindler. Schindler era. Schindler era Disney. Mm-hmm. I don't think Definitely. they would have gotten along very well. Those two. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was Disney's Schindler's list. That would be uh, awful. Well, no, it has a much happier ending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Jews still got killed though. Yeah, <laughs> sadly, it's weird. But there's a ray of hope. Yeah, coming <laughs> For all the non Ray Fiennes is a really good guy in the, in the, the Disney version. <laughs> That's true. It's just Judge but, Doom from Roger Rabbit. That's just... <laughs> but I mean, is there is there something like about like Tron? I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, I'm very Ooh. excited to see the new Tron. Man, like, me yeah, me too. too. So hyped. But I don't know if I like I look back on the original Tron. Like, oh yeah. Like, I mean. It was. It's kind of. They're doing dopey. something right about the marketing, though, because like when you feel see yeah. it, I feel the same way. Like I'm feeling nostalgic, even though I was never like a huge fan. I yeah. just liked it. But the previews, I get really excited. Like, <gasps> oh, it's it feels like dark and gritty. And then they're opening up a Tron store in Los Angeles for <gasps> like a couple of weeks, and like you can go in there and they sell like Tron shoes and Tron headsets, weird and Tron iPod chargers. It's like it's when I was at Comic Con, they had a whole room of room of just like. Tron swag. It's like they're spending millions and millions and millions of dollars. Do you on think it. it's going to work? Is it going to be good? It is. Well, I I went to Disneyland right now in oh, California yeah. Adventure. Has this thing called Electronica. Yeah, and they basically turn part of it. It's kind of cool. Actually. No, I know. Yeah. But I just uh, it's fun. after dark, the the backlot area where they have like the Monsters Inc. crap ride and right. other stuff. They kind of turn it into like this rave almost. Like <gasps> there's like oh wow. It's like there's like DJs playing crazy music. It's all like neon lit up and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then they have. Tr- 
Flynn's Arcade in the back, which has nice. all these retro video Whoa. games in it. Well, which is when, awesome. at Comic Con, they have Flynn's Arcade, and then in That's the middle, right, yeah. the whole room started shaking, and then one, then the Tron video game opened up, and you walked into Whoa. a back passage. And then this year, when you walked through the back passage, you went into a cool Tron rave club again. Oh, my yeah, God. That was really That's fun. pretty rad. But then they also have, where they normally have the Muppet 3D thing. At oh, yeah. Night, they turn it into, like, a sneak preview of the Tron oh, movie. Okay. And they show you, like, a good, like, 12-minute segment of it. Oh, nice. It kind of starts at, like, the trailer where they kind of give you the backstory. Mm-hmm. But when he goes into the game, then you get, like, a good 10-minute segment of him. Is it in 3D? Uh, yeah. They give you 3D oh, glasses. Wow. They actually kind of enhance it, too, in yeah. the, in the uh, audience. They have, like... When he's going up this elevator, like they, they have the light, they, they 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 don't do that, but they have like wind come around you. They have like lights go into the audience. So they Whoa. try to make it more immersive. Wouldn't you I like to have that this. kind of money? Like yeah. where your job is to think of ideas, and then Disney will be like, "Yeah, we can make that happen. We'll do it. That's we'll not do fair." Why well, I, I know those two guys who wrote the Tron movie because <gasps> uh, they're Lost writers, and oh. so I did that whole thing with Lost yeah. last year, where uh, and so I met Adam and Eddie, and they're the coolest guys. But I think uh, as uh, as anyone would be overwhelmed that a movie that has not been released and public reaction has not been kind of you know like no one has seen it yet yeah, like, there's no there's a lot of pressure on them like <laughs> yeah. this is like it already has a cartoon they already are making like a disney world ride Whoa. like you know and it's in the movie is being like touted like more i think even more fanfare than avatar in a way it's like yeah. it's big it's like a sequel. That would be scary. Yeah. Well, what, I know I'd be nervous. Yeah. What I could tell from the footage I saw was that like it looks beautiful. Right. Uh the main dude is kind of a plank. Like Yeah. But I feel like he's kind of acting in front of green screens a lot and stuff but like you that. Know too, what? I feel so. like planks are hard. But, but <laughs> and they have beautiful bodies. But I feel like thing. I feel like that's the new thing though. Like all these like leads of action movies are not like Harrison Ford used to be like cool and interesting charismatic. And, like, charismatic. Yeah. Like all these new guys now are just like dudes, you know? Like, like Avatar yeah. again. Yeah, like that guy this Sam guy's like Worthington. Worthington yeah. Yeah. And he's like the dude in everything. Right. Like Clash of the Titans, yep. Avatar and some and something else. Like yeah, there's not there's no like nothing going on back yeah. there. Yeah, okay with me. Just sort of like, dude, <laughs> dude, who looks really good with his shirt off. Posing, yeah, okay, yeah, I buy it. Like, why not pick that guy? <laughs> okay, he's, he's the perfect... it's easier to pretend you're them when they don't have much personality. You yeah, know, you can you, just you be you like, be them. you can like impose your personality on them. Like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> I like it. So yeah. me. Maybe uh, that's like, what's going on. I, I prefer like the wisecracking, charismatic action. Hero. Like, Who is that now? Yeah. Is there one out there? I think like Shia LaBeouf wants to be. But uh, I, don't I would think, think maybe working. Ryan Reynolds in a like, to an extent, like if, at least in the first ten minutes of the Wolverine movie, which wasn't very good, <laughs> right, right. But like the first ten minutes when he's kind of pre Deadpool, yeah, like he's totally like awesomely cool in that, and you're kind of rooting for him. But I feel like he is a polarizing guy because I feel like people are like Ryan Reynolds, forget this guy, we're <laughs> done with him. But because, uh, but I think you're right. I think he has like something. He has a good energy. I think the Van Wilderness. Maybe pulls oh, him yeah. down a little bit, but right. I mean, I like him. I He's like on the him. cover of Men's Health sometimes, all the time with those abs, yeah. those rock Whoa. hard abs. Come on, <laughs> and on Entertainment Weekly. But I saw him at, um, I saw him at Comic Con. I love uh, Comic Con's amazing, but I love going to Comic Con and watching like the celebrities who have not been briefed the proper way to oh, talk about, about it. Or they, they, they give a huge spoiler and they're not ready oh, to no. release it. So he did this year, and I'm not that familiar with uh, the Green Lantern. Yeah. But, like, um, someone's like, oh, is, does so-and-so make an appearance? He's like, yeah, let me tell you. And he, like, lives oh all this thing. Gosh. And then you see everyone on the panel, like, uh, uh. <laughs> and, like, and then, like, they just don't say anything. Like, and last year, and this is going to be a spoiler. If you want to don't have a spoiler for the box, just turn this off for 30 seconds. Mm. Like, we're sitting 
watching the, the that and Cameron Diaz is there and she's like, I mean, look, at the end of the movie, I mean, it's a Richard Kelly movie, so it's because the Martians made the box. And then everyone was like, oh. And it was just this like freeze and no one, it was like everyone deer in headlights. Like she just wrecked the entire movie. She oh, gave the twist gosh. ending away and everyone was like, um, so it's a lot of fun, <laughs> and it's like, so it's like, it's always like the great moment to see everyone like not ready for the spoiler to be And dropped. when it's someone that's like the pretty face or the yeah. talent, you can't get mad at them? It's no, just yeah. Like, oh, okay, Miss yeah. Diaz. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, did you guys see that movie, The Box? I, you know, I did see The Box. I liked the beginning of it a lot. I did too, and the concept, but yeah, then. The middle, whoa, weird. Whoa. Yeah, we, it just, it, it, Martians. It, yeah. It, like, when I went, like, I almost feel <laughs> no like. No thanks. I would have liked an hour and 10 minute version of that movie because it was like really yep. cool and interesting and, yeah. And just the idea of the people in it. That's mm-hmm. enough for me. I don't need the goobery space things no. going on. No, no, no none of that. You. None of that. But who was it that was in that? Was it Alison Brie as the baby? Like someone unexpected. Oh, really? Um, that's on community. I don't remember who. It must have been Alison and, Brie, um, right? It wasn't. I think so. I think, yeah. I think it was. And I was watching it and I couldn't realize who it was. You know when you see someone yeah. out of context? Like she's such a comic in my head now. Yeah. And then I was watching and I was like, oh. Look at this, a darker side. Well, you know, it's it, it's so funny, like yeah, because I like it's so funny when her character was on Community after being on Mad Men, like, you see oh, her yeah. in like one certain <laughs> yeah. way, like oh, like Mad Men to me doesn't even. I think he does uh, that guy Matthew Weiner does such a great job of like those people don't exist outside that world in a way. Like I mean, yeah. besides uh, John Hamm, but it's like 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 you don't expect to see them in anything Today, else. So, yeah, you like don't they want should be to 80. see them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to see that face in like current clothes. I mean, even though I know Rich Summer, but I don't want to ever acknowledge that he's on that show. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it's a weird thing. Like they really do feel removed yeah. and different. Walking Dead is kind of like Mad Men with zombies. Oh man, I haven't seen it. It's yeah, good. Sitting on, sitting on my TV over now. Yeah. yeah. First it. one was good. First one was good. Did you see this? Oh, yeah. sorry. I'm talking to. Uh, it's sorry. okay. Right. He doesn't exist. <laughs> the sound guy doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, my thing is like I just, I'm not a fan of zombie things in uh-huh. general. So for, like that's why it's, it's been slow for me to like want to put it on. It's like I've heard good things, but God, I hate zombies. It's less about zombies and more about like an apocalypse. I I, I mean it's like. Because yeah. the zombies are a constant threat, so it's sort of like, okay. Like, does that mean it's like, it's not like, I mean, zombies are definitely present, but it's like, they're not like, oh, we're under attack. It's not like Gilgan's Island every Wait, week. Are, like, the zombies, <laughs> are the zombies like main characters or just no, like a, they're an just, outside They're just force, like a constant kind of. existing problem. Okay, I'm more into that. would be a, a really cool series, I think, where zombies are the protagonists. Oh, it'd yeah. be amazing. It would be pretty yeah. awesome. You know? <laughs> or just like a sort of domestic show with zombies. With zombies. Yeah. I know I I've done that to... improv sketch many times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to do a sketch of like uncool people who've become vampires who are just like, oh, what do we do? <laughs> like just trying to fit in and trying to hang out. But yeah. It'd be cool. It'd be like Wallace Shawn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like I that. See that. I've seen those I Twilight can't... movies. I've, I'm, oh, I, I've seen... I guess I've, I saw two in the theater. I've seen yeah. two in the theater, yeah. How'd it and, go for you? You know, um, they're pretty amazing in a sense, like, because... Like the, you have a very open-hearted audience, just so you know. And yeah, okay. me, you have an ally if you say anything good. Well, like, I mean, I, 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 like, I will go see anything. I'm, I'm yeah. in it, and I'm not, like, here to... You know, obviously, they're fans of it, but I feel like there's some, like, major flaws in the oh, sense man. of, like... like the whole movie, the third movie or whatever, is like, we got to beat these guys. They're unbeatable. But how are we going to beat them? We got to beat them. It's going to be hard. We got to yeah. train. We got to beat these guys. We'll never win. And then they, they fight for like four minutes and, and then it's like, yeah. done. 
Like that we was it. Them. Like it was like and how there was deep no being a minute. special thing that made them better. No, like they didn't nothing. figure a key out. It was no. just like it was like oh, we just hit them. Mm. Okay, yeah, great, we got it. <laughs> I think if you go in those movies just like throwing up your hands, like this is going to be some bad stuff yeah. coming at me. But man, the people are pretty. Well, there, there you go. You got some planks in there. Although I love that, that <laughs> Taylor plank. Lautner. I am amazed at that guy. Whoa. Like, so you're Team Jacob then. I am uh, Team Shark Boy. Uh, yeah, Shark Boy. <laughs> I'm Team Lava Girl. Yeah, Lava, I don't know always that. Team Lava Girl. I still have my Spy Kids 3D DVD with the 3D glasses. Nice. I can do that whenever I want. Ricardo Montalban <laughs> in 3D, I can do it. Not I saw them shooting Spy Kids 4 right now. <gasps> yeah, Joel yeah. McHale's in that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. That's a, what do you think? Like Spy, like yeah, I, I always like worry about those movies. Like Spy Kids, like. Is it? Are there enough audience to go? Because it's the same kids, right? Daryl Sabara yeah. and like well, they're, they're like in it. They're old like twenty now. now. Yeah, yeah. they're not spy kids. They're, they're like spy, spy, like young adults. Yeah. Spy in college. Yeah, yeah. It's like Clarissa it. though. Like ooh, or like Big Mama's house. Oh. <laughs> Three. Did you see the trailer for that? Yeah. Ooh, ooh like father, like son, both terrible. Not uh, good family. No, that's terrible. That's like another crazy premise. Like okay. <laughs> <laughs> you saw a murder, so what we got to do is you got to dress up like a girl, and then enroll in an all-girls school, and then I'm gonna dress up like another. Cr- I'm gonna dress up like my big mama, Aldrich, from Cop Cases two years ago, and then be the house mother of this. Like so someone's convoluted. like, let's put it in 3D. Got it. We got okay, it. Okay, okay, <laughs> we're gonna make some cameos happen. Ugh. Why think of a new idea when there's other ideas that, yeah, are, just, that are still around? And then That's when you do think funny. of the new idea, then do that new idea 27 times till it's yeah. no longer a new idea. Yeah, until, until it's really <laughs> in there. Just, yeah. Christmas with the clumps. Oh, Christmas. Oh, I'd like to see Christmas with the clumps. Clumpmas. <laughs> Clumpmas. Gross. Yeah. There it is. Is that a movie, Christmas with the clumps? Or no, it's Christmas with the cranks. Cranks, yeah. Which the, was Tim Allen. Tim Allen. But the clumps are that... Is Eddie Murphy's, Murphy's Eddie Murphy, thing. which I have to say, like I am a fan of Eddie Murphy, wanting an Eddie Murphy comeback. Like I want to see Eddie Murphy do like a good R-rated comedy yeah. and be awesome. But if you watch, I watched the Inside the Actor Studio with him. It's like it is pretty impressive. Like the clumps, it's like that he does like all those characters. Yeah. Like he's like a pretty amazing actor. I don't know if you know. I, I was in Meet Dave and I was fired from Meet Dave, <gasps> which was the best experience Wait. ever. Go into oh, that. Um, question about that. Later. Yeah, I may have talked about this before, but I will tell you. Like, basically, the long and st- short of it is, um, I got called and it was to do Lieutenant Buttocks, which is now, if you know anything about Meet, Meet Dave, Meet Dave is a, a spaceship, and Eddie Murphy's a spaceship, and there's little, little people inside people, of him, yeah. and Ed Helms is in it, and Judah Freelander. Yeah, and, it used to be called Starship Dave. Starship Dave, exactly. And they changed the title, yeah. And, and so I played Lieutenant Buttocks. I worked in the butt. <laughs> and uh, and my and uh, and so basically, I get on set. It's like day forty of sixty. So they've shot a long time, and there is a, uh, a just a green screen up, like a green screen and a chair. And I was like, uh, well, you know, so what's what do I do? Like, what, what's in here? And he's like, I don't know, man. It's a ship. That's what the director says. Like, oh. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, sorry, I didn't mean to ask. Uh, you know, so I like, <laughs> so I, you know, so I was gonna do my line, which is, we have a gas leak, sir. It was silent but not deadly. <laughs> and yeah, that was a hilarious line, Ba-dum-bow. of course. Yeah. And uh, you know, how can you mess up that line? And it was like, cut, do it again. And I was like, uh, we have a gas leak, sir, silent but not deadly. And he was like, more military. Like, sir, we had a gas leak, silent but not <laughs> deadly. Like, you know, I'm just trying. Like, now I'm getting like the flop <laughs> sweat. I yeah. know something is going wrong. Then he walks off set. The director walks <gasps> off set. 
And I'm like, and the director is Brian Robbins from Head of the Class, that, you know, that guy. Right. And um, the cool kid. And uh, so he walks up set. Now I'm like, I flops on. I'm like, I messed up. How did I mess up? What's in the ship? And 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 then um, the AD comes over to me and he's like, hey, look, we're having camera problems. I know he's lying. I've been on sets. I know. You've lied. Yeah. I'm like, this is a lie. And I go back to my trailer and I'm in there and I'm like, just sweat. I'm just like pacing in a trailer that was no bigger than like a like a, a large bathroom stall. Yeah. And uh, and so I'm like pacing up and down and I got a knock on the door and this producer comes in and he's like, "Hey man, this is the hardest part of the job, but uh we decided to recast your part." No. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, I was like and he goes like, "Look, if you want to stay and be an extra, you can be an extra." And I was like, "Uh, no, no you know, thanks. yeah, I think I'll I'll pass." <laughs> and um and so in comes um, the like the wardrobe people are like, can we take your outfit? And I take my outfit. Oh and my then, gosh! And then so like I put on my backpack and I'm leaving. I'm walking <laughs> out and it's like like the Hulk, you know, just like do 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 do. Sad. <laughs> and I look in on the soundstage and there's the guy, the sound playback guy, who's a guy who like basically listens to the whole movie is doing my part. <gasps> He's in my costume doing my part immediately after me. The sound playback like while, guy. While they were taking your clothes off, they were just... Like, they were like, okay, you're going to do Get him to him it. fast. Yeah, you're going to do it. You're going <laughs> to wow. get into things. So the sound playback guy is doing this stuff. And it was the worst. And then I'm leaving, and another producer comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, where are you going? I'm like, I was fired. <laughs> and he's like, no, what do you mean you were fired? No, man, here's the deal. You weren't fat enough. You know, Lieutenant Bugs, it's got to be pretty fat, right? I mean, <laughs> you got to eat some more donuts. And I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, right, come back in. We're going to write a new part for you. So we go in back into my big, you know, bathroom stall trailer, and this guy's like, "Okay, you are Lieutenant Kneecap. How you like that, Lieutenant Kneecap?" Ew. And I'm like, "Okay." Uh-huh. And he goes, "You'll be in the final scene of the movie, and when they find out that hot dogs is the fuel source for their planet because it has enough salt in it, you're going to be eating a giant hot dog, and you're going to take the hot dog off your lap, and you're going to say, sure beats protein squares.'" And I'm like. <sighs> Okay. okay. He goes, do you want to do this? This is going to be a great part. It's in the end of the movie. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. And I'm like, ah, uh, uh, yeah, sure. I'll do huge, <laughs> sure beats protein squares. So I get, you know, and then suck it up because now I know I've been fired. You know, I'm friends with Ed and, you know, I'm like, Ed now knows that I've been fired, you know, I guess, like, or, or maybe he doesn't. I don't know, but I'm feeling that It'll, everyone yeah. knows that I'm fired. And, uh, you know, now I'm coming back to play Lieutenant Kneecaps. <laughs> and uh, I come back later in the day and. I have this giant, they put a giant hot dog, like a giant hot dog on my lap, like five feet tall hot dog, but you know, plastic. And, uh, and they give me a mouthful of beef jerky. And, you know, Ooh. and so like, so all of a sudden, like the scientists, like scanning the hot dog, like, sir, this hot dog has more nitrates than we ever could possibly use for our planet. And uh, meanwhile, they're escaping in a, <laughs> they're escaping in a shoe. The shoe is blasted off into space, so we're all <laughs> in the shoe. Makes sense to me. It's hilarious. <laughs> and so, um, so then, like, I move the hot dog off my lap, goes Chirpy's protein squares, and I put it back on my lap. And in the final cut of the movie, they cut out the Sherbeats protein squares. So all you see is the giant hot dog and a shoulder. Oh, you just see no. my shoulder over Lieutenant there. Lieutenant Kneecap. Like, Lieutenant Kneecap did not get his due in Meet Dave. Oh, <laughs> and sometimes I see some sweet residual checks totaling. Fifty dollars. Oh, that's what's up. (laughs) Yeah, but what you don't know is they just greenlit Meet Lieutenant Kneecap. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) awesome. We get a proper introduction. Everyone Everyone gets hot (laughs) dogs. And it's just him getting bounced around to different positions in the spaceship. Yeah, just like, oh, you're fired from there. You got to go over (laughs) here. Now you're a Mr. Funny Bone. (laughs) (laughs) They get fired from a one line part. 
is probably the most uh, upsetting thing because it's like at a certain level you have performed so poorly that you can't even execute one line. Like <laughs> I've worked with people where you have to like massage a line out or whatever, yeah. but like if you if you're giving, we're giving up, we're giving up <laughs> on you. Like that is that is the most. Like, it took me a while. Bucks. It took me a while to get over that. Yeah. I feel like you're over it now, though. I think I'm over it. You've I think I'm over it. Got a good detached tone. <laughs> it's funny. I'll now. just cry in my car afterwards. <laughs> like, oh, I can't believe it. I guess when I, uh, you know, because just auditioning for commercials all the time too, mm. so it's just it's just constantly giving your one line, yeah, yeah, many variations. I just said I've come to peace with the fact that most of the time, like they have an idea in their head of exactly what. This oh yeah. Person's gonna look like exactly what it's gonna sound like, and it doesn't matter. You could give like this amazing Marlo Brandian. Not in. Not in. No. Nope. They don't care. It'll be some dude who looks exactly what they want who can barely talk. Not to be too insidery, but that is uh, when I used to go out for pilot season was exactly yeah. what I would always experience. Like I'd walk into a room and be like, nope. And like, I mean, like I knew yeah. you could tell by their looks immediately. Like, yeah, you're not that guy. They're like, okay. You want me to still read the 14 pages that I memorized last night? Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you read one of those pages? All right. Great. See you later. Oh, well, exactly. isn't that the worst yeah. feeling when you've done oh. all this preparation and they're like, pick a page. Yeah, pick a, like, really? Pick a page? <laughs> tell me that last night. <laughs> Ugh. Hollywood, yeah. right? Hollywood. Oh, this boy. was the Hollywood the section. The business. The biz. Speaking of the biz, uh, yeah. Conan O'Brien made his comeback this yes. week. Yes, he did. Yes. Uh, when this airs, he probably would have been on for a week or two. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, 4.2 million. Like, yeah. Not huge. too shabby, Killed. buddy. Yeah. And it, then the second night was really good, too. It yeah. dropped still, off, but... But it still you know. beat, like, everything in late night, right? Yeah, yeah it was down 30%. But, but, I mean, that's going to be the... St- I mean, it's like, basically, that's a story for no... I mean... In a sense, like they make a big deal, like oh, he had four point two million, but it's like, of course, it's the first night of that. Yeah. Like, everyone's yeah. going to tune in, and then the second night is like, he lost thirty percent. Like, yeah, of course, because, because only it's people, a nightly show. Yeah, people like- only tuned in for the first episode to see what was going to yeah. go on, and you know, I mean, and then it will all even out, and then everyone will be equal and he'll again. still come out, right? And, yeah. and you know, it's, it's not like man. it's a serialized show where like people make sure they don't miss an episode. It's yeah. like, oh, cool, Conan's back. I yeah. will watch it when I am home at eleven o'clock. Right. Yeah, maybe I'll set my DVR. But it's not like I have to watch it five times a week to yeah. support Conan. I think they should you know? put a lot more cliffhangers in nightly shows. That like, would be awesome. Yeah. If I had a talk show, I'd have a cliffhanger every night. Yeah, there right? Be pretty great. So like your that- film comes yeah. out on December. Whoa. Whoa. I'd, always get captured. <laughs> I'd always get captured by an evil villain talk show host yeah. just trying to take over my talk show. With and a then, bag yeah. with a dollar sign on it? Yeah, it'd be, like, it'd be great. It'd be perfect. Um, I used to love those old Batman shows because that was amazing. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. You'd be so upset. Like, oh. I want to see what happens tomorrow. Why Batman's in a giant drum where they're dropping? That's the one I always remember. He was in a giant clear drum where they would drop water on it, but because the drum was so big, it would be like deafening to Batman. Oh, like, oh, oh my ears, my ears. So uh, yeah, what a creative. There's punishment. definitely a lot of episodes of that where like he and Robin are kind of tied to a post back to back. Yeah, there's like a bomb set to go off, and then they always just have the moment of, well, I guess this is it, young friend. Or, uh, yeah, sure thing. And then cliffhanger, and then you know. And that was later, a they... weekly show, right? Yep. Wow. So people really did come back every week, and they would also suck a lot of time out of one like bad guy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing too. That that's what really killed those Batman movies, other than being clowny and awful after a while. But they just kept like they, instead of just having one villain that wasn't good enough, they would oh, have yeah. two. Then they would have three, and it's like you guys are. There's only like a dozen decent Batman villains. The yeah. rest are kind of lame, and you're just gonna burn them out really quickly. Well, it's also like it's confusing. Like, why are all these disenfranchised people working together? Like, why yeah. would the Penguin meet up with Catwoman, and yeah. then why would like the Joker and like Harvey? Like, it becomes too convoluted. That's why I like that new Batman because. It was like, 
he became two faced for about forty minutes. Not even yeah. forty minutes. Like just like yeah, twenty minutes of the movie. Like okay, and then two faced is dead. Like there's no like evil scheming. He's not wearing a suit. Like we're there's no burnt. latex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was frightening. That uh, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones in that thing. Pink. It was a like, pink. Right. Ugh. One yeah. of those faces pink. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Joel Schumacher <laughs> was maybe the worst thing that happened to the Batman franchise. Nipples. Aww. Nipples in the bat suit. But you see, like George Clooney takes a. I mean, that's like his go-to joke. But he was a good Batman. Yeah, I he, think. Was. he was. Like, like he would have been good if he had a movie that was actually good. Like, yeah, I agree. He can't yeah. help it. No, and he looks good with the nipples on. Yeah, yeah, I would buy it. Nipples, mm. no nipples. I like the charismatic Batman's. I like it when it's you know Michael Keaton and George Clooney. Like, yeah. I don't, it doesn't need to be this brooding jerk. Like, well, I think that like you know I, I think that like you think of like Bruce Wayne as that playboy, so it's yeah. fun to see that like dichotomy because because I mean Michael Keaton was dark when he was Batman. Like, yeah, he was good. I mean, he did both well. Yeah, I, thought. I agree. What Christian if John Hamm was fun. Batman? Ooh, he'd be interesting. That could really work. He's got a jawline. Yeah. Got a great jawline. Well, they're talking about him being Superman. Like, that's yeah. the oh, rumor yeah. nowadays. I forgot about that. The middle-aged I guess Superman. I both. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting. I'm curious what that Superman movie is. I'm a huge fan of Superman 2 and 1. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the Richard Pryor one. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I prefer 4 with yeah, John four. Cryer. Oh. That's, all, that's like, I remember being in a movie theater. I think that was one of the first times like, really being upset at a movie. Like, oh. I love this. Why is this terrible? <laughs> yeah. like, like, I don't understand. It should How, be a happy day for me. Yeah. Like, I, like, you know, it's funny to watch, like, yeah, people, like, realize it. Like, it was fun to watch my wife see Sex in the City 2 and be oh. so disappointed the way that I was to see, like, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. I was like, now you understand <laughs> how I feel. Like, yeah, when I see something like The Phantom Menace, now you can, I, you know. Just like, remember them going in that little, what, that, that little room where they all got changed. Oh, Ugh. yeah. Man, just, that was it's humiliating. It's just sad to see, like, franchises that you love take a long time off, come back, and just stink. Like, and not just come main, back. Like, prepare you for a year that they're coming back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, get I mean, ready. You got to get excited. You it, loved us. Yes. <laughs> and we've just been hiding, getting better at being good. Well, it's like no. you want to, you, like, you're always curious, like, why, like, how could you mess it up? Like, why? What, what did, what went wrong? Like, and I feel like sometimes it's like you're playing, I don't know, like, Star Wars went wrong. I mean, that's a yeah. whole thing. But then, but then, like, Indiana Jones shouldn't have gone wrong, no. right? But it did. It went so horribly so wrong. Well, what's so weird about that was the thing that held that up forever because they were always interested in doing it for a long time was it's like, well, we don't have a script we're happy with yet. We need to get a better script. We're happy. It's being written again. We're waiting for a script we're happy yeah. with. And that's the script they were happy with? Well, I have the script. I have the Frank Darabont script <gasps> of that. And, it, and if you look online, you can find it. Yeah. It's awesome. Ten times better oh my gosh. than you know. It's like, and it's like no to that one, yes to this one. And I think that's Lucas going like, yeah, aliens and like the whole idea of making it in the '60s and the Cold War and the Ugh. fridge and come on, none come of on. that was okay. Not what was cool that? Was it ants? Oh, oh yeah, fire that ants. was where fire I ants. really got upset. Like, yeah, you have all these great performers that could do such a good job. You could have some such great action scenes, and we have like CGI ants all over the place. Yeah, it's so bad. And then you got Shia LaBeouf swinging from a tree, and yeah. I like Shia LaBeouf too, but like he, like I like the least he can talk out and be like, "Yeah, that kind of sucked. That was a terrible." Yeah, movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you're Shia LaBeouf, and you can't say no to. Harrison yeah. Ford, Steven Spielberg, and Indiana Jones. Like you can't be like, no, nah, I'll pass. And you can't expect that it would go that wrong. Like when no. you hear all those things, it's like, oh wow, you want to put me in that? Yeah. And then after it, you're like, oh. Ooh, but you could tell too when they made that movie that they were thinking like, we'll gently retire Indiana Jones, and yeah. then we'll have a spinoff movie for Mutt, which yeah. is Shia yeah. LaBeouf's character. And it's like, no, I mean, it, nope. no matter how good Mutt could have been, how great <laughs> the movie would have been. 
No one wants to see Mutt. People no. want to see Indiana no. Jones. Like, Indiana Jones is the character that you're seeing. Like, you don't want to spin him and off. you don't want to watch a movie called Mutt? No, Mutt. What yeah. were they thinking? Mutt Jones? Mutt Jones! <laughs> Mutt Jones. <laughs> Mutt Jones no, sounds like, like a... What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome. Uh, well, you know that they, they're making a fourth Bourne movie, but sans Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah. which is... No Matt Damon. Great. So is it the idea that... There's another agent that has also been brainwashed like this. Is that like is it like a know. part of a larger? I don't thing? understand what's happening. Yeah. I mean, they I keep saying that like, well, that it's going to set it up that Matt Damon will come back down the road, but he won't be in this particular chapter. But he's of the saying Bourne. in interviews and stuff, he's like, I don't want to forget things again. <laughs> like, yeah, right. like, he, I those movies are awesome. Yeah. And it's like I have yeah, and then like I think his whole thing was that. Uh, was it the guy? I forget the director. Like, was not coming back, so he was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm out." Yeah, which is Paul Greengrass. Yeah, Paul yeah. Greengrass. Yeah, but it's um, those movies are really good. Ooh, they're really, really yeah. good. I love Matt. Da- Here, there's a guy that's like a yeah. leading man with a sense of humor, and uh, yeah, he's great. He's great on Thirty Rock. I feel like oh, he really yeah. like gets it, and he's really funny. So funny on Thirty Rock. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of Thirty Rock, let's talk about yeah. Thirty Rock for a little. Oh, bit. Oh, sure. You were uh, no big Donnie, deal. You've been the on page. that show. Been on the show. <laughs> uh, you and Jack McBrayer have quite a history together. I hear that yes. he is the biggest dick. He is the biggest loser. He's so nasty. Hates <laughs> mean, everybody. Mean, spitter yeah. face. <laughs> not, not even from the South. No, yeah. No, it's all a put on. Yeah. He's from New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Hey, me, Jack McBrayer. <laughs> Jackie B. You should see him all the time. He's wearing Ed Hardy shirts. You <laughs> yeah. know, he's really dressed as I rock. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> With the Kardashian sisters yeah. doing God knows what. <laughs> Always trying to get in front of the paparazzi. <laughs> but really, he's, yeah, I've he, only heard the best. He is ever. amazing. Um, and as a matter of fact, on Conan this week, I was very uh, complimented that he name-checked me on Conan. Booyah. And I was very excited to, to be mentioned. Yeah, Jack and I do Yo Gabba Gabba, yep. which is amazing. We went down to Atlanta at the Fox Theater, which is like this historic theater where they showed Gone with the Wind for the very first oh, time. Wow. Nice. And they did Yo Gabba Gabba Live. And Yo Gabba <gasps> Gabba Live is insane. The guy who designed Nine Inch Nails stage designed like their stage. So it's like all electronica stuff oh, and crazy. Oh, my gosh. And, like, these characters are jumping out, and these kids are going nuts. It's like baby Bonnaroo in there. It's, like, yeah. insane. It's like the Beatles, but for children. It's insane. Like, kids with literally with glow, like glow sticks. Like, and, and they're dancing Dropping and screaming. Acid. It's like they're totally getting high. All of them are topless. Um, and Jack and I were out there, and we did our knock-knock jokes. And, like, it was, like, so crazy. We're like, knock-knock, and the kids are like, who's there? It's like, you know, cargo, cargo, who? Like, cargo vroom. Like, yeah. It was like we were playing Freebird. It was the best. I loved it. Yo Gabba Gabba. I love Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, it's the best show ever. It's I watch so cool. every, like, all the songs that people go on there and yeah. do. They're so good. They're really, really fun. I can't wait to have a baby and make it watch it with me and I know I can talk for- about it. It's the, cool, it's the coolest, coolest show. And they, um, what is it, the, uh, they let us come up with that Knock Knock Joke segment, which is so much fun. Like, we shot, I think, 12 for the last season. And like, we just go in and just do, like, a bunch of them back and to back. And you get to make them all up? Yep, we write them and then uh, we do them. So it's really fun. They provide the costumes. Oh and my gosh. The worst one that we did, and we keep, we were still curious if it actually comes out, is um, <laughs> we have this one door that separates us. So yeah. I'm on one side, Jack's on the other, and I'm on the inside of this one. And he's like, knock, knock. Who's there? Duck. Duck who? Well, there's a duck in your house. <laughs> and, and, it was, and then all of a sudden, they flew in this duck like, on a string. Like, and I'm like, oh, and I just duck. But that was like, I was like, that's a knock-knock. Like, that is a, a, a knock-knock joke that kids think is funny, but it makes no sense. Yeah. 
There's a duck in your house. All right, sure. But kids are the best audience for knock-knock jokes. Yeah. Or any jokes, like that age around three or four where they start learning the concept of jokes. Yeah. And you can be like the coolest person they know because you like there's yeah. a few keywords like pooping, anything. Yeah, yeah. Throw that in. Well, I think knock-knock jokes, like kids don't quite un- – oh, sorry. Kids don't understand what – why knock-knock jokes are funny. I think they understand the, the form is funny. Yeah, yeah. So right. it's like knock-knock, who's there? A bunch of bananas. Banana, a bunch of bananas who – Bunch of bananas who want to come over your house and play video games. Like, oh yeah! <laughs> and you go, you know, like if I just set it up this way, yeah. like whatever, whatever I, I say, say it will end. be a <laughs> joke. Like that will be a joke. Like I, I my uh, little niece, like will keep me on the phone with knock knock jokes. I'm like, okay, yeah, great. These are <laughs> technically the structure is there. You know, now we just have to get on, uh, get the form going. Do you ever get recognized by kids? Um. No, but by kids' parents. Ah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the way. My friend was in this movie, <laughs> uh, Hotel for Dogs, <gasps> and he is often yeah. recognized because he's bad and he's a villain. Oh. So when kids see him walking in the street, they're like, "You kill dogs! You <laughs> kill dogs!" So like, so I, when I mean, I feel like Yo Gabba Gabba appeals to the two-year-old set. So like. Like any parents, are like you know these guys, you know they do the knock knock. Come on, come on! Like they're like they recognize giant costume characters. They're not yeah. gonna be like, right. oh, you did this. They're not gonna oh, be like, oh, yeah. Mates of State. Oh, I love Mates of State. Like, you wrote on season two of Yo Gabba yeah. Gabba. Uh, <laughs> oh, look, mom, dad, it's the National. No, like they're like, <laughs> I remember the green one, the green one with the red face, the red smile. <laughs> Well, that's Am a I, different audience than your human giant fan, huh? Yes, that is. Uh, <laughs> there's a, like different. a five year difference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no uh, yeah, no. The human giant fans are different. Different fans. They're cooler. So you started cooler out two year olds. <laughs> yeah, you started so out in uh, in New York, ECB, and Respecto mm-hmm. Montalban. Yeah, who actually did like the second or third year of my festival of Sketchfest. Oh wow! Yeah, um, wow. Which is it's funny to look back on everybody that's in that group because you are all working quite a bit. Yeah, well, you know, we got very lucky because we started off at UCB when it was like a, a five floor walk up on like 17th Street, you know, and so we yeah. were taking the first classes with like Matt Besser, Matt Walsh, Ian, and Amy, and uh, and so like you know I was in there from day literally day one. I was on their first Herald team, and then we. Respecto kind of found each other. Like we were all on different Herald teams, and Herald is like this improv form. And right. and we said, well, let's do our own thing. And so it was like Rob Riggle, who's been on the Daily Show, yep. and a bunch of movies, and Rob Hubel, who I did Human yep. Giant with, and then Owen Burke, who's now like uh, a very funny guy, but he's also in uh, he's a executive at Gary Sanchez, which is Will Ferrell and Adam McKay's oh, company, wow. and Chad Carter, who like writes and directs for Funny or Die, and. Uh, Jack McBrayer was in Respecto, and I'm trying to think of who else. And Danielle Schneider, Schneider, Donna Fineglass, Donna Fineglass, Jackie Clark, like all these people. It was That's like so an amazing, crazy. amazing group. Yeah, it's so much fun. Ooh, yeah. And so you guys just kind of found each other. We found each other, and then we just did a show for years in New York at 10 o'clock on Saturday nights, and then we came out here. And now a majority of us, like uh, uh, Riggle, Hubel, me, Owen, Chad, and Seth, do a show called Facebook. So it's yeah. like, yeah, so it's super, like, we still kind of all perform together. That's so nice. Yeah, it's really, really fun. And it speaks for your character if you guys are all still friends. Yeah, we have a good time <laughs> together. We, um, yeah, we've even vacationed together. Oh, <gasps> where? Yeah. We cruise go up ships? to, yeah, always cruise ships. We go up to <laughs> Ojai a lot. We rent this big house in Ojai. And then now, now it's getting tough, though, because everyone is having families. Like, Owen oh, yeah. has two kids, Riggle has two kids. Hubel does not have a kid, uh, but I, I do not have a kid. But like, but like now, like we have to get, like baby proof the house and stuff. Where before, like a couple of years ago, we were like just get as much beer as we could possibly drink. Yeah. Broken like, glass hey, everywhere. Look, this floats, so, you know. Yeah, just like, yeah, just everything. It's just terrible. Man, people growing up. 
No, thank you. I know. I don't like that at all. <laughs> so did, did Human Giant come out of the stuff you guys are doing for like Channel 101, Shutterbugs and things like that? Yeah, like roughly like Human Giant, like Aziz was doing stand-up around New York and everyone's like, oh, have you seen this guy Aziz, Aziz, mm-hmm. Aziz? And I didn't, you know, I didn't travel in stand-up circles and, uh, and UCB was kind of doing this touring show one night and Aziz was the opener, like the stand-up opener. And we both loved like Lost and The Wire, or not even The Wire at that point, just like Lost and 24. And we just like kind of hit it off and yeah. he's like, hey, I'm going to host this new show at UCB and I don't want to do like a stand-up show. I want to do like something different, like where I'll like host like a sketch guy or an improv guy and we can kind of create something organic every week. And so I was like, all right, cool. So I did the second one, and the second time we ever did that, we did Illusionators. And Hubel did oh, the first so one. Oh, so good. Oh, thanks. And then Hubel did the first one, which was they did the basis for Shutterbugs. And then so they mm. did this thing with like children's headshots. And then they liked that so much that a couple weeks later they shot it for 101. And then after that, like we kept on saying, like, oh, we got to do this Illusionators thing again. And then we eventually shot this like 15-minute Illusionators thing. Aziz and I were doing this movie out here called – uh, out in Los Angeles called School for Scoundrels. Yeah. Uh, Todd Phillips' only not Remake. successful movie. Right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so we were out there. Knew. And yeah, we mm-hmm. never knew. And uh, so one weekend we were like, we should just drive to Vegas because Chris Angel's in Vegas. And we flew out Jason Walner, who directed Shutterbugs. And we went out to Vegas and we shot this 15 minute Illusionators, which um, I think may be on the DVD of Human Giant season one. But like when we just shot that and showed around just for fun, like we. It is so funny. So it was it's really such cool. a funny sketch. So, oh yeah, gosh. so we, we had fun with that. Like, and it's like, so that's how we kind of started. We had these two, we had three uh, Shutterbugs and like one big Illusionators. And then MTV saw it and they were like, we had no, we, we wanted to do the sketch show, but we were like, oh, it's so hard to get a sketch show. Like, yeah. We didn't want to be like cheesy about it. We just wanted to do funny short films. And then MTV was very cool about saying, do exactly what you want to do. We'll get out of your way. And we're like, well, we'll do it for the pilot, and then they'll never pick us up. Yeah. That, at that point, The Hills is really successful and big. And it's like, they're not going to pick they up. They already me. have The Hills, and your guys are yeah. so similar. So exactly. It's like, right. Why don't you have both? <laughs> like, well, 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 it's always like, well, you have The Hills, and it's like, you're going to pick up these like, three weird looking dudes. Like, why? <laughs> like, why would you pick us up? And then they did, and, and they relatively stayed out of our way for the most part. They would get in our face every now and then. Like we had the sketch in our first season called balloon cops or hot air balloon cops. And the premise was we were cops in a hot air balloon and uh, we would do highway patrol chases. (laughs) And, uh, and so like we could never catch the car that we were after because we were in a hot air balloon. You can't control a hot air balloon. And I was like, so Robin is these were the cops. And I was just like, kind of like very Broad, like guy with a twirly mustache, like oh, uh, the wonder, wonderful day for ballooning. McCrothers, like, get over there! <laughs> you know, so, it's a dumb, dumb thing. And they were like, MTV was like, ah, uh, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would they be in a hot air balloon? It was like, that's the whole thing. But I was just saying to you guys before we started, like, um, we had an early morning breakfast today, and we were talking about. Uh, we're doing a, a little human giant uh, reunion at Cine Family out here in Los Angeles. And we were putting together sketches, and we were looking at all the sketches that we never aired. And we had this one that was like really funny. Uh, well, it was really funny to us until we shot it and edited it, <laughs> which was uh, we were dri- like we were driving, and <laughs> it's called Mister T Mister T Keychain, and we're driving in the woods, and um, I and I have this dumb keychain. It's like I pitted a fool, and I would always just say I pitted a fool. And and so like just shut that off, man. It's like so annoying. And I was like, I pity the fool. I would never speak. I would just always have it and just say it like, and uh, like first name Mister, second name T. You know, and like, just all the dumb things. And so our car runs out of gas, <laughs> and then like 
we essentially freeze to death. And, like, we're all getting frostbite and we're, like, sur- trying to survive for our life. <laughs> and, like, and I keep on hitting the thing, like, Mr. Like, first name, you know, like, like, like a fit of the fool. And, like, stop with the, this thing. You could, we're dying out here. And I keep on hitting it and hitting it. And then <laughs> I think Rob survives and he, like, he, like, eats off part of his arm and he like gets to a diner and I think the end was like that Mr. T comes in and he's like no <laughs> like it's like it's a crazy crazy sketch that we shot and we also shot a sketch in the middle of shooting that we we're like oh this is MacGruber like oh yeah and we literally stopped like on like take five we're like can we just meet here for a second I think we're shooting MacGruber yeah I think it is MacGruber okay alright guys we're gonna stop shooting the sketch now <laughs> So we have like we were like looking through we were going nostalgic through all of our sketches because we shot ninety sketches for our second season. Oh my! We gosh. only aired about sixty of them, and only and a lot of them was because we didn't have enough time to put them in, and a lot of them was because they were bad. Do you have the tape for all of them? Yeah, we have twenty hard drives that MTV holds in a vault. Uh, that, yeah, that is we is there wanted. a real vault? There is a vault, or maybe a, like a you like a Rent? storage a storage okay. facility <laughs> with all of our costumes and everything too. Like they have everything in there. Our t-shirt cannons. You got to get in there. Yeah, we got to get in there for the museum of TV and radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exposition. There's that weird thing though when you are writing sketches that later on you see somebody else do something very similar and you're like either like to oh, be just yeah. like have come up if it's topical you get it because yeah. people are gonna do that but if it's not topical if it's just random it's like, is and that then somebody the does something like so similar like how did that happen? Well, yeah, like our sh- I mean we I wrote this one sketch called Pinatas um, where it was the idea was. Um, it's my birthday party and we're like attacking this pinata and we're laughing and the pinata breaks <laughs> open and we're like, ah, oh, this is great. And then it cuts to like really slow motion and you, you see us like, ha ha. And then the camera pulls over to the side and you see a pinata in the corner watching like his father pinata die. <laughs> and like, it's like, like a little teardrop comes down and then it cuts to the next scene and like I'm sleeping and I, I wake up. And I'm surrounded by pinatas, and the pinatas all have baseball bats, and they start hitting me in the stomach, and then my stomach comes out, and like a bleeding, and they start eating my guts, and they're like, they say like in Spanish, like, candy, you know, and, and they eat it. And, uh, and so like, we did that, and we aired it, and it was like a dumb thing, and then some, like a, a few people were like, you stole that from Spanish television, and there was like a link to a thing that was on a show in Spain. Like, I was like, wow, if you're digging that deal, like, like, yes, we were not rating Spanish television for One time ideas. You guys just didn't have any ideas. You're like, Gosh. search every ethnicity. <laughs> Let's every find channel. some Spanish. <laughs> but yeah, that was like a crazy. Like, but there are some of those weird things where you do something and, it's, and it was pretty. I, I mean, it wasn't 100% identical, but the con, the core concept yeah. was. Yeah, we, we did uh, my old sketch group, Toy False People, it's me and uh, Janet yeah. and Dave stuff. We did this sketch where it was basically the Gershwin brothers, but uh, the idea is that one of them was a total idiot and didn't under, didn't get the concepts of any of the songs. So like we're doing <laughs> we're doing the potato potato song, or whatever. Right. But he just keeps singing, "You say potato and I say potato." I'm like, "No, you got to pronounce right. it differently." What, what? And like that was the whole thing. And we did that a couple times, and then like a month later, it was Christopher Walken's monologue on SNL. Oh, he comes out wow. and he starts singing, you say potato and I say potato. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. What? how did that happen? Oh, I told A Gershwin Brothers sketch. <laughs> like, no, yeah. really? I think sometimes things get in the ether and, and you, like, you know, there's certain things where you're like, oh, I remember, I remember, like, you know, it's like, you know, things like lay back in your mind too. And you're like, was that my idea? Was that an idea that came up in a writer's room? Did I overhear that yeah. idea? Did I see that idea? And like, and you strive so hard not to like ever do that. I mean, with Human Still Giant, we were like obsessive compulsive about like is this similar and we just watched like four sketches we called Bob Odenkirk one time because we thought like a sketch and Bob was like no 
totally different. <laughs> Go do that. Like, who cares? But it is. It's like you get like so nervous. Like you don't want to copy or cheat off of anybody yeah, else. Right. I mean, if it's topical, you get it. We used to do a parody of the yogurt commercials, like where it's like, this yogurt is so good. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like, but it's not good. And that whole thing was that it was just really weird stuff they're saying. It's like right. injecting a hobo with bleach good. Like, uh, just random stuff like that. And then like we did it like was right that a away. Video? We never made a video oh, yeah. out of it, but we used to, we used to do it. But then, like, <laughs> then after that, like, then everybody was doing different parodies of it. Like, yeah. it, it would either be that somebody would, like, they would just say normal stuff, and then somebody would say something weird, and then it'd be, like, the record scratch moment, and then somebody would be like, wait, what do you mean, blah, blah, blah. Right. Or it would be, like, what we did, and it would just be increasing levels of weirdness or whatever. And then we just kept seeing all these groups, especially groups that were playing to Sketchfest, would come through with a yogurt sketch, and we were just like, <laughs> oh, wow. Big yoga boom At least we did it three. early. <laughs> well, I think, I think to whenever do. you go, like, topical, it's like, you're going to always, yeah. like, run the same. Like, you know, it's like that joke that everyone had for a while. Like, you know, they want to build a wall around the United States and Mexico, but who are they going to get to build it? Right. You know, and, it's right. like, and like somebody's like, Mencia stole that from me. It's like, I believe Mencia probably has stolen a lot of jokes after you're listening to that Mark Marin podcast. Yeah. But, uh, but, but that one is like, I feel like that to get a pass. Like, it's that's like, a pretty easy. I think everybody figured that joke out on their own. Yeah. Someone in an accounting department <laughs> yeah. at like Merrill Lynch was like, I made that joke up too. Like, that's like not too much of like, yeah. oh, that's a very tough compliment. That was a nugget from my brain. Yeah. And I slaved over it. It was also like Blair Witch parodies. Like, oh, everybody did. Because yeah. you could, you could, it's just handheld crap camera work. So you could do it and it would look similar to yeah. it. And everybody started doing them to yeah. the point where, like, okay, just do an Austin Powers impression too. And yeah. Shut well, the that's door. the thing I love. I'm in love with people who do like impressionists who do impressions of characters oh, like yeah. like uh, like danny gans used to do impressions of like austin powers it's like <laughs> that's a character though like you're not doing an imp- <laughs> like that's like every you know that's everyone weird, can do that one so, yeah it's a weird thing it's like oh you remember that one <laughs> i guess it's like it falls into the world of impressions but it's like i'm taking the a character that's, yeah. So, yeah it's weird it's like a weird like weird line or it's just people that do impressions of other people doing impressions like everybody right. it's christopher walken it's just jay moore doing christopher walken it's well, yeah. a lot of people you know what i mean well i met the well, i did this again like work with those lost guys and we did a big lost show the night before the premiere at ucb with like people from the show doing sketches like we had oh richard gosh, alpert and so the, awesome. the man in black titus welliver and, yeah. and, and titus welliver is told me that his um, walk-in impression was stolen by Kevin Spacey. Whoa! Yeah, and and he, I mean, his imp- like Titus Welliver, his impressions are amazing. Like he did, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, he was in uh, Heat and The Godfather, and it's not Robert De Niro; it's the uh, Al Pacino. His <gasps> Al Pacino. Let's get those two mixed up. <laughs> really, it's a problem. <laughs> I, I named the two movies that they're both in. I was like, yeah, <laughs> in my mind. Like, but he, like his impression, like his whole sketch that we did with him was. Impressions. There's like other people auditioning for the Man in Black, and as this Titus uh. Oliver doing the best Al Pacino impression, and it was like, but he was telling me like he's like, yeah, Kevin Spacey, like he's like Kevin Spacey pulled him on the side and was like, let me hear your Christopher Walken, and he like 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 Creepy. of the guys who do Christopher Walken, they like share it like an underground like Fight Club, like Christopher <laughs> Walken Club, and I, I always thought that was funny. Like he's like, not bad, not bad. Let me do mine. And oh, that's what Titus said. Titus goes. um, I think it was, sorry, this is how it went. Uh, Kevin Spacey goes, I hear you do a good Robert De Niro. Oh, sorry, I messed it up the story three times. Take. I'll do it more. Okay. I, go, I hear you do a good um, Al Pacino. And he goes, what year? <gasps> that was, uh, <laughs> Whoa, what vintage. Yeah, I love it. That was, like, nice. that was like, that's the, that's the style when you know it's that good. When you know they're into it. And then he stole it, though? 
Well, just I picked think, up on some I nuances. Think he, yeah, I think he picked. I mean, because I think what, that's what you said. Like with Jay Moore, it's like once you hear it, you know how to capture it, and it's like because it's like that first person who's like, "Oh, that's the funny thing about the yeah. voice," and then yeah. you're going, "Man, that guy on SNL, his impressions are bananas." That new guy, Jay oh, yeah. uh, Farrow or Jay. Oh Farrow. yeah, his Denzel so is amazing. That that sketch, like ultimately, like was the funniest sketch to me because it was like the, the loosest basis for a sketch. Like, I'd like yeah. to return this bag. Okay. You, uh, that's fine, but I just want to tell you, you got to be working with Denzel Washington. He's here researching the movie. Like, what? <laughs> and, like, but it's like, it was like, and then he gets into it and he just nails it. And then that Back to the Future audition he oh, did with man. Eddie Murphy. He's awesome. Yeah, he would be really a good. really good bully because it, there, that is the gift to impressions, like just knowing what's funny about oh, somebody yeah. and knowing how to pick it out. Just, boom, well, and it's also just about doing core. unusual impressions. Like, not that yeah. many people do Denzel Washington, but well, then when not you that hear many it. black impressionists. I yeah, mean, that's I, I feel true. like I don't, I mean, and so it's like when you see somebody doing, like he does Denzel Washington, Eddie Murphy, and Will Smith, like no one does those. But can he do Bill Cosby? Because I've never seen anyone do that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kidding. like, you know, I, I do a decent amount of impressions, but like it, in general, it's like, yeah, I could probably do a passable Chris Walken and things like that, but I, I don't want to, you know, like right. the ones that like I do that like a lot of people don't do are like, like Owen Wilson or Steve Buscemi, yeah, things yeah. like that. That's like, okay, if I'm ever going to get any work doing these impressions, like yeah. I need to hone in on these people that are like right. recognizable enough as somebody hears it, they can go, oh, that's good, yeah. but like not 12 of me are doing them. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. YouTube I d- it. Yeah. <laughs> See what's out there. Well, yeah, I mean, I do a bit uh, like where I just do bad. I, I, I find bad impressions to be so funny. Like to me, like it makes me laugh. Like Jason where people Holden. say who they're doing. As yeah, they do as that. they do it. Like they, yeah, like like Danny Gans is my my go to example. Uh-huh. Jason Wolner and I, and actually Jason just shot a thing with Ben Stiller that's going to be like an online web series called Billy Glimmer, um, where he does like this Danny Gans esque kind of oh, Vegas wow. performer and it's That's like awesome. it just makes me laugh so hard just anyone going in and out of impressions but Danny Gans would do it crazy like ladies and gentlemen I think we're in the mood for a little Smokey Robinson <laughs> there's a smile on Ugh. your face and yeah I think it's like oh everybody I think Kermit the Frog's in the house you know I was like I love announcing who's in the house. Yeah. I would actually like to see a sketch where those people are actually in the house and then who get up and they and get, stand yeah. up and they're like, oh. Do it. <laughs> my, fav- my favorite is when people intro like, hey, what would it be like yeah. if oh, yeah. Bill Cosby was a school bus driver? Yeah. I think it would go oh, a little something like, like this. Oh, the Tardo tingles. Like yeah. 12 seconds to start cringing Ooh, before right. But then people love it, though. They love oh, it. They love Madden it. puppets. But it's good yeah. because it gives me time to wrap my brain around the idea idea yeah. Yeah. i gotta paint me a picture before a i go there with you bill cosby <laughs> the emmy award-winning actor as a school bus driver it doesn't make any sense wait to me. what year bill cosby uh, yeah <laughs> are we talking picture pages bill cosby i'm gonna have this is i spy disbel- bill cosby this is before he became famous am i supposed to <laughs> has he been on the cosby show because why be is he cosby? driving a bus is he a stand-up comic i'm very confused wait, wait. what size bus are we talking about Oh, Why man. would Christopher Walken be going to that deli? <laughs> doesn't have a simple conception of what a sandwich would be. <laughs> All right, well, let's do first. It's shall time. We? Okay. Yep. It's time to do first, um, which is on this page here. All right, what is the first record you can remember using your allowance to buy as a kid? Oh, easy. I, I, I bought two at the same time. Whoa. Huey Lewis Sports <gasps> and Good Weird choice. Al Yankovic in 3D. In 3D? Yes. Nice. Oh, which, man. my Weird Al Yankovic album was thrown away <gasps> by my mom because my mom became a born-again Christian. What's wrong with Weird Al? Nature um, Trail to Hell in 3D? Trail. Yes, that's it. Wow, look yeah. at that. And it was on a list of like not approved uh, born-again Christian albums. Oh, and then, my now the, gosh. The, but now it's not 
uh, it's not. It's about seeing a drive-in movie called Nature Trail of Hell. Yeah. It's like not anything like worship. I mean, Weird Al Yankovic is not telling kids to worship. He's like the, the nicest person in the world. The best. I actually got to tell him the story, which was awesome. Like, oh. uh, but my mom made me break the album over my knee. Oh <gasps> no! Really? That is yep. brutal. Yeah, I had a I had a run in like that with my cousin where he had. Like he liked this girl who was like hardcore Christian, uh-huh. so he started going to church uh-huh. and then got really like into Sandy Patty and religious music like that. Oh, wow. And this is like he came out to visit me in California. This is like when NXS Kick was huge mm-hmm. and I was really into that. And because it had devil inside on it. Oh yeah, my mom had the same thing with same that. Deal? Yeah. He like took it out of my tape deck and like went in the backyard and threw my oh, tape. And I was like, What, what? are you doing? Oh, my, my mom gosh. was like, I need to monitor this album before you listen to it. So it took my mom like three days to listen to the whole NXS album before she could like let me go. All right, this is approved. It's like, really? <laughs> Thank you, committee. Yeah. I mean, what kind of, and, 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 and as adults now, are there any satanic bands? Like, have there ever been satanic bands? Like, no one is like, kill yourself. Kill <laughs> I mean, maybe there's some death metal, but it's not like, it would be very apparent. Like, yeah. In excess is not, have, uh, you know, forwarding a uh, Satan worshiping agenda. <laughs> at least I, I mean, granted, that's the kind of lyrical message I get in my head when I listen to Sheryl Crow. Mm. Yeah, of course. But, <laughs> well, yeah. It's not Tuesday else. Music Club is full it's, of that. Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore. Yeah. How about you, Vanessa? Yeah, what was your first record? I got, well, it, I got a Judy Garland CD. Oh, uh, the really? Live at Carnegie Hall. Yeah. I was Why? Really what was like, what was, what was the, were you a big Wizard of Oz fan or? I just really liked, I really liked her a lot. Yeah. And I, I was always like loving to read biographies and okay. I just read hers. About, what was her Wait, old name? Old Gump. You? Francis Gump. That was, or Gum. Oh, um, okay. hmm. I, good I guess I was like name. 10 or something. Okay. And so I, it was just a phase and I, I wasn't like I never listened to pop music on the radio. Yeah. All I listened to was the oldies in my yeah. car because I think I wasn't allowed to. I probably would have had records broken if I'd like tried to have anything. Yeah. <laughs> I just never really got out of that shell. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I it. think for me it might have been Weird Al in 3D. That was definitely yeah. one of the first I bought. Yeah. But the one I remember buying for some strange reason, and it's not good, was uh, it was a Jermaine Jackson album. Oh wow! The one that had dynamite on it. And then that ballad song that, that um, do what you do, what you do when you did to me, like that song. I oh, love those two songs it? as a kid for some strangers. And uh, so yeah, I remember buying that Jermaine Jackson album. I mean, like, wow. I sure I had like Thriller and things like that too, no, but, but I remember seeking I mean, it out with my own money. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like buying it with your own money. Now, I will point out, as I, we were just talking, like, Weird Al and Huey Lewis. Now, Huey Lewis Sports, there is a song on there called I Want a New Drug. My mom had no problem with that one. Right. And it was it's not Huey all Huey Lewis. Yeah. Because like, yeah, it was just Ghostbusters. You just don't worship Satan. <laughs> oh, okay. Ask your questions, Cole. Okay. Let's do my five questions, shall we, Paul? All right. Yes. All right. Here we go. Are you nervous? I'm Question so nervous. one. Yeah, you played Sir Tinkle Button on yes. an episode of Adult Swoon's Children's Hospital, which you co-wrote. Yes. Uh, wrote. Job. Good job. But you wrote, Not wrote. even co-wrote. You wrote, wrote it. Yeah, wrote, Own wrote it. it. Own it. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of Dutch tourists are using the hospital as a hostel. One yes. of them is played by what alum of the state? Carrie Kinney. Yes. There you go. I yeah. love her. Nice to play. Love that show, by the way. Yeah, it's such a funny show. Really we funny. just, uh, Rob Hubel and I actually just co-wrote an episode for next season. Oh, really? Oh, nice. awesome. Yes, so we just handed it in yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, I'm very excited. Did, did you, you see the, uh, the live season yes, finale? Yes, I did see the live. We put quotes there, yes. <laughs> I, I did see it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and I'm actually, hopefully, I mean, knock wood, we'll see. But I think I'll have a show following Children's Hospital <gasps> next season. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Called NTSF SDSUV. Oh, great. Which, was, which is the trailers <laughs> that were shown. We shot a trailer for this thing in between Children's Hospital, the beginning of the season. It's like this action CSI show. And so like, uh, I think we're going to do that next season. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Congratulations. Really fun. Yeah, That's hopefully. exciting. We'll see. Awesome. 
All right, question two. Yes. You played rival NBC page Donnie on the hit comedy 30 Rock. Yes. What were the names of the two episodes in which you appeared? Uh, Rosemary's Baby. That's yep. one. And uh, the other one was, oh, I don't know it. Hold on. Uh, Cooter. There yeah. you go. Good job. Yeah. Well played. I was excited to give you a clue yeah. for that. Well played. <laughs> I was wondering what you would have done. I would have just gone Dukes of Hazard, but Oh, oh wow. Uh, all right, question three. Uh-huh. Uh, you play rich plastic surgeon Dr. Andre Nosek on the FX yes. series The League. What is the name of his fantasy football team? Well, the double entendres were <laughs> the name of the first season. I think this season, I don't know if they were given a name, but double entendres is, yeah. So good. There you go. Nice. Uh, question four. It just shows I'm self-involved and I know I know. <laughs> yeah. like, got well, it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. After our previous conversation, you're going to love this question. Right. You played Lieutenant Kneecap <laughs> ah, in the Eddie Murphy comedy Meet Dave. The film was co-written by what former Mystery Science Theater 3000 star? Whoa. That, I have no clue. Uh, no clue. Uh, it was Bill Corbett. Oh, interesting. He played Crow in the later side. Oh, wow. I would never have gotten He and that. Rob Greenberg wrote it. You're bringing an X. You put an X for all three. Now, I got that one wrong. Yeah. Really, yeah. Well, mine right, is she's just, keeping, she's just keeping right. track of where <laughs> we are. Uh, okay, question five. Uh, you played a bricklayer in the Jack Black, Michael Sarah com- Stone Age comedy yes. year one. Yes, I did. What original UCB member had a bit part as Guy in Crowd? Matt Besser. Boom! Yeah. Yes. You did a great job. I did pretty good. You I, got I, one really wrong. One really wrong. That Bill Corbett one was tough. That yeah. was I don't tough. mind you not for, you know, for not knowing that since it was such a great experience. It, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was only there for one day and it was obscure. Uh, it was um, a sad day. How did I do? How, I mean, I feel like other people stack up get five or five, right? Some, people some do. Some you know, get, some people really mess up. Some people really struggle. Show. Okay. Good. I'm glad I got cooter. It's too. hard because like, I try to like not make them too obvious, but yeah. I don't want them to be so obscure to the point where the person's be like, "Look, I work." We for try a day to adjust that, them you know? yeah, to yeah. your, uh, you know, to your intelligence. Try to get them in the middle somewhere yeah, where they're, they're, they're obtainable. Are you ready for mine? Yo, yeah. All right, Have yeah. you ever met the Olsen twins? Um, I've met <gasps> one of them. No, I did. No, but it was not like a meeting. Like we hung out. Okay. It was like you were just we were doing in the same. You were in the coke in the bathroom. It was one of those things where I remember it was in New York City. Okay. And it was, I believe, an SNL after party, like an after after party. And we were in the same general like table, like a, of like maybe 10 people. Which one? That I would not know. See, maybe there isn't two. Um, Nobody's met. You're the first person on the show that's met an Olsen. Okay. I've met Olsen and I've been in their building there when they lived in that. Um, that high rise, like that, wow. uh, that glass, beautiful high rise, and like, because wow. uh, uh, there was extra security out front because they were at that point being stalked by somebody. Oh my so gosh! Detail security. What if Eddie Murphy plays them both? Ooh, like white <laughs> chicks? Think? Yeah. <laughs> what if they have giant hot dogs in there? <laughs> well, this is a milestone for us. Yeah. This Vanessa asks this question every podcast. Yep. We had I have, over, over twenty seven previously. All right, so there I'm you go. So I broke happy. the record. I did was not she, have a good. Did conversation. she glow? Um, you know what? They gave off. I remember her being. Uh, you know, I also went to NYU, so I'd seen them around oh, yeah. there too. I, I've been in the vicinity of them numerous times, but at the Ooh. table they had a an air about them that was like "don't talk to me" kind mm. of an air. Like that was what I felt like. They're it was just like. stressed out, you know. Yeah, they're stressed out. They were not wearing glasses. They were not wearing glasses. Oh no! Nobody Lots does. of jewelry though. Yes, B- a big like shawly kind oh, of like yeah. draped. It looked Love like, that look, yeah. man. Like curtains draped over a skeleton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's sort of my yeah. dream body and outfit. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, this really puts a 
good mood over everything. Oh, good. Now, a kindly warlock gives you a birthday gift. Okay. You can miniaturize one celebrity and bring them around in a jar to keep you company and use them as a oh, sort of party trick. Got it. Who? Jeff Goldblum. Tiny Jeff Goldblum. Tiny Jeff Goldblum. (gasps) Wow. Uh, It's so funny you say that because I actually was going to send out a tweet yesterday. I was like, I would like to shrink Jeff Goldblum down, put him in my pocket for any uh, social situation. There you go. There you go. I'm really happy with that. If you, if you cast Jeff Goldblum in your movie, it automatically adds like 15 minutes under the runtime. You know, uh, <laughs> I, 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 did, I did, I did um, a TV show with uh, Jeff Goldblum directed by Frank Darabont, um, which was awesome. And like, so was like yeah. oh, Frank Darabont and Jeff Goldblum. And he was the coolest, most eccentric guy. He cried when we were talking. Whoa. Um, but the, the, when I first met him, he goes, um, he goes, uh, you, uh, I love the 80s, right? You know, I'm not doing a good Jeff Goldblum. And I go, oh, yeah, I do that. And he goes, uh, what, did, what, did you, uh, what did you say about me? What did you say about me? <laughs> and I go, oh, I, I, you know, and I, and everyone always says, oh, you're on I Love the 80s. Yeah. I was never on I Love the 80s. I'm always on, only on Best, Best Week, Week Ever. Ever right? And whenever I say, like, oh, it was only Best Week Ever, like, oh, I didn't watch it. You were on a bunch of them. I was like, I was really only on that one, but I always agree. I always <laughs> yeah. now. I, I used to debate it, but now I just go, yes, yeah, I was on yeah. I Love the 80s. He was like, so, uh, what, did you, uh, what did you say about the fly? And I, I was like, oh, I, I don't remember. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah, like that, I bet. And then, and, then, um, and then we're doing a scene, and the scene is kind of a crazy scene because he is interrogating me. I'm a CD hotel owner, and he's asking me if I see some, if I saw somebody there, and I start lying to him, and then he like breaks my arm. But Jeff Goldblum like torturing me is hilarious, and um, it's sexy. And, and so he would like every time on my coverage, like so the camera's on me, and he's off camera. He would just like touch my arm, like real gentle, almost <laughs> like 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 a princess touching, uh, you know, a tea biscuit, and uh, and then and then when it was on his coverage where you couldn't see, and so I had to really like and like Darabont would be like, yeah, just yeah, when he gets you, you're in pain immediately, like he's got a pressure point. So, but it's really hard like, to be like ooh. he did, like, ooh, you know, like, oh, oh, you know. So, like, so, but then when the camera was on him, he was like, Hurrah! like like a wrestler. I was like. Too. Like, I, but maybe um, he was like, I, I, uh, he goes, I, I, I really love, um, uh, uh, like Maltese Falcon. You know, Maltese Falcon's a beautiful movie. Uh, you really look uh, like him in the eyes when you're doing. Yeah, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was, he was like so, like goes, um, who was, and what was the other one? I played again, Sam. He, he, he talked about uh, Peter Lorre. He's like, oh, Peter Lorre. You know, it's, it's like oh, so, so you know. And he was talking about Peter Lorre. He starts crying. Oh, talking about Peter gosh. Lorre. It was awesome. It was. Everything you would want out of a Jeff Goldblum experience. And he invited me to New York to see some movie that he was doing. Did you and go? I, no. I, of <gasps> course not. I did not. I, mean, I would love to have gone, but I think it would have been weird. It's like, it's one of those things that you say like, oh, if you're in New York, come. Yeah. Like, I wasn't ever going to be You're like, going to fly like, in. Yeah. Like, he was hey, actually Jeff, like uh, sitting yeah. alone in a screening room going yeah. like, this is just so empty. Why without, did he? Without, without Paul. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was awesome though. Good job. Thank you. Now, would you rather your lips be covered in coarse hairs? Okay. Or... You have inside out top eyelids. And you can't hide either of these things. Like, okay, oh, so I got my, like, it's not like, it's like my lips itself. Like, there would be hair coming out yeah, of my lips. Yeah, growing out, like coarse hair. Okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with the inside out eyelids. I won't hide them. Okay. I think that people think it was tribal. Like, see, oh, like yeah. That. It would be interesting. It would be a conversation starter. It'd be like, how did that happen? Oh, some wizard cursed me. Right. And I got this <laughs> done. But then I would still be able to enjoy life. Right. I'd still be able to close my eyelids, yeah. right? Yeah, you can yeah. close them. They're just. Great. They're inside out. But yeah. they're the, disgusting. The but, hairy lips. I mean, that think would, about you could much, have nothing. Yeah, exactly. Hairy lips. No one wants that. No yeah, one no would love wants that. Yeah, no one wants that. And life without love. 
Okay. You're coordinating a big event. Okay, yeah, a sure. Kesha versus Miley sort of oh, my goodness. event, which yeah. is like a kind of like a competition between sure. the two of them. Um, what feat of strength or act of daredeviledom would you like to have them compete at? Jousting, jello wrestling, anything you want. Okay. And then how would you market it? Okay. That's a big question. This is a very big question. All right. So it's Kesha and Miley Cyrus, yep. and they are having some sort of face-off. Kind face-off. Of thing. And yeah. I have to give them something to do. Yeah. All right. Well, my first instinct Go with it. is, is I mean, real jousting, like medieval times jousting, like on horses Ooh. with like the sticks. But then I also thought sumo wrestler costume <gasps> as well. Put him in the big sumo. Yeah. Sport. That'd be nice. Yeah. And that was really good. And then I thought it might be fun to get them in a sky, like an indoor skydiving place. <gasps> Have them connect hands. Have to do some sort of choreographed oh, indoor skydiving. Oh, so that's maybe, good. Maybe that. Maybe indoor skydiving. Well, it's not humiliating enough. Like you would want them. But to it's be, exciting. It's exciting. It's interesting. Indoor skydiving is interesting to me. Who do you think would win? Um. Well, in jousting, it would be Kesha. Yeah. Well, if she could stay on the horse. <laughs> and in sumo wrestling, I'm going to give it to Miley because I think she's got. The, I think she's angry. I think yeah. she's got some anger there. And and then uh, the way I see the skydiving, I see that as a. <laughs> A communal event. A sort I feel of like celebration. Coming, yeah, coming together. <laughs> I don't think Kesha would do it right. I think, <laughs> I think that Miley would definitely get the moves done, but I oh. Kesha would bring something to it. Yeah, their hair would be everywhere. That would actually be interesting. I would like to see, yeah, I'm going to really commit to the skydiving because their faces being jetted, like oh, all yeah. that. Yeah, it would be like, that would be interesting to see. Yeah. Anybody's I, faces in there. The little great. shake face thing yeah, going on. I'd yeah. like to see that. I like that. Good all answer. Right. This is your last question. Okay. Congratulations. Oh, Isn't that a great idea? Yeah, I like it, yeah. <laughs> You've been cast in a new sketch show for oh, network TV. Sure. There's a lot of pressure on you to create a recurring character. Okay. They give you a top hat and a twirly mustache. Got it. Who is he? What's his catchphrase? Okay. Go. His name is uh, Mr. Carruthers. Okay. Yeah. He is um, He is actually the character that Milton Bradley based uh, <laughs> the, 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 the Monopoly ma- guy. Ma- 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 yeah, that, that guy on. And his catchphrase would be like, go to jail. <laughs> and, it, and then that would be, he would come in and he would be an eccentric older man. And he and would like, and like, oh, that, we have the Monopoly man in this building. He owns the building. Maybe he owns all the buildings. And he would always just say, you go to jail. Maybe you go to jail. I think that would be good. Or, 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 sassy too. change it. Maybe it's like, do not pass go. <laughs> Do not pass go is better. Like, and he's always better. robbing people. Uh, hey, Ooh, well, Mr. Yeah. Carruthers, uh, I'm, so, I'm like a month rent, uh, late with my rent. Uh, you go to jail. Oh, come on, please, Mr. Carruthers. <laughs> you do not pass go. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Mr. Carruthers, I'm selling cookies for the Girl Scouts. You go to jail. <laughs> there you go. That'd be perfect. Hi, uh, I'm from jail. We'd like to ask you to stop sending people oh, there. Uh, I'm sorry, but I, <laughs> a citizen's arrest. Uh, I, we technically work. You blew the poop. <laughs> Here's a box, Mr. Carruthers. Others. If you press this button, yeah. everybody will go to jail. Oh, I love it. This when is one person fun. will die. And there will be Martians. Martians. <laughs> do you well, have any stuff you want to plug, Paul? Um, no. Um, I you mean, do so much. I, I have nothing. Uh, I mean, we talked about a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, the league, I guess that's still on, and yeah. that will be on for a couple more episodes. And uh, yeah. I and wrote a couple episodes this season, which was fun. And good luck on your upcoming show. Yes. And yeah, and TSF, that'd be fun. I don't think there's anything else. There might be. You're just but I don't great. Remember. We'll just keep up with you on yeah. the Twitter Thank and you. on the internet. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for coming on. Thank Paul. you so much You're for having me. Awesome. You are on the Twitter, right? You are. Yes, uh, I am on. Uh, I'm on the Twitter. I like to tweet. Oh man. And uh, yeah. And, What's your uh, Twitter name? Paul Shear. Oh, easy, weird. Easy to, kinda, <laughs> yeah, easy to figure out. Yeah, that's pretty great. 
Uh, yeah, so you can follow uh, the podcast on there, too. It's at PMC Podcast. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. And uh, also, we uh, have an autographed Human Giant DVD yep. uh, yeah. that Paul is nice to autograph for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, answer the first question that we asked on our uh uh, website, mm-hmm. along with a comment about the episode, and you can win it. Ooh. Look at that. I like that, right? Win it. Win it. Win it. Win it. Well, thank we you, We just guys. realized, too, that what? that DVD, if you're a music fan, has the first ever uh, TV performance of The National. Like we Really? Like, they played on our 24-hour marathon, and I think that's a cool thing. We wow. just realized, like, oh, that's really awesome. The National is now Milestone. They're an amazing yeah. band. Yeah. 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 And it was the first time they've ever performed on TV. Oh, my God. So there you go. Own it. Own it. Sassy. Yeah. yeah. Go well, to thank jail. You, uh, thanks for coming, Paul. <laughs> thanks for being on the show. And thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.